Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Welcome back to Autoimmune and You. You're about to hear an episode that we actually recorded last week for you, but we wanted to record a little update on our meditation challenge before we let you listen to what we recorded for you guys today. So basically we are on day seven of our 31 day meditation challenge that we are doing through all of December. And if you haven't listened to the episode right before this, please go check that out because we give all the details on how to participate in this meditation challenge. It's super simple. It's just 15 minutes a day of meditation and then just sharing on social media with us, tagging Erica and me and our autoimmune and you account. And we just kind of wanted to share our um, experience and progress so far because Erica and I both do meditate multiple times a week, but like being super consistent and doing it every single day, like we have had a couple conversations already just about our experience with each other. So we wanted to share with you. Yeah. So I, I'm, I told Rachel the other day, I'm like, oh my God, like this is literally, I forgot. It's crazy because we do, like I do meditate like a couple times a week. Sometimes it's one time a week. Uh, but I was, like I said, doing it very consistently for many years. And, you know, because it was such a part of my like healing process that I had to do that for myself. Um, you know, as I got better and I just, you know, my life got busier, I've definitely not prioritized it as much, but I can drastically tell the difference. Like, I mean, I was sleeping well before, but I feel like, so I do my meditation at night because it really does help me unwind. And plus I do breathing exercises with it. And so that makes me also like super drowsy. Um, so I've been doing at the end of the night and I, have been sleeping like so deep it's almost a little bit too crazy because i wake up i'm like what the heck like i'm not waking up at all like in the middle of the night you know sometimes i just wake up and my brain starts thinking about like projects i'm working on or like just fun things i'm like okay erica like turn off your creativity um but i feel like this is keeping me just like consistently like asleep throughout the night and i've been waking up feeling just like more I don't know. I can literally tell my mood. Like, I just feel like, I feel like good. I don't feel like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like way more like grateful. I don't know. It's weird. I'm not, it's not, I mean, yes, I guess I am like focusing on that when I do meditate, just feeling grateful for my life and my body. But yeah, it's just kind of like bled into my life more than I kind of thought it was in such a, such a short amount of time. Cause it's only been like a week, but that's how freaking powerful this is. Like there's so much science now to support it. It's absolutely like crazy to think that, you know, anyone would underestimate the power of meditation, you know, cause there's a lot of people in the chronic illness community. And I've seen these memes and stuff. Like when people say like, Oh, people tell me to meditate, do yoga, eat healthy, and it's going to cure my arthritis. And it's like, no, people aren't telling you it's going to cure your arthritis. People are telling you it's going to help your arthritis. And Rachel knows it. I know that the things that we talk about on this podcast, a hundred percent 
help you. Like we have this saying so many times, how many times our clients will be like, oh my gosh, I noticed such a difference. We're like, I told you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think this has been good. You know, we've had some people tagging us, which is awesome. And I'm sure there's a, you know, a big chunk of you that are doing it privately and have it shared with us. But, you know, as the, as the month goes on and maybe it's later and you feel more comfortable sharing once you feel like you've had like, you know, something substantial to share with us, like, please share. Like I want to hear your experience and you don't feel comfortable sharing on social media, like to the world, we would love to hear your experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just another person to hold you accountable to Mm -hmm. like and cheering you on and like giving you that uh, motivation that you need to be consistent with it. Cause the fact is like, you know, I feel like meditation, it's like everyone knows about meditation, but I feel like very little amount of people actually do meditation on a consistent basis. You know, like most people are like, oh, I've been to a festival and I did like a 20 minute (laughs) meditation or like, you know, whatever that is. And they get that like one little experience, but it's like, no, we should be implementing this as much as we're doing it with our diet and our exercise and, you know, all the things that we you know, talk about on this podcast too, but yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. It's been such an awesome experience. So like I said, you know, we both meditate multiple times a week. I usually meditate. I do meditate every single night as far as like a visualization practice, but I don't honestly do guided meditations often at all. Like I might do one a week, but other than that, I just do my like nightly meditation practice, which is Mm -hmm. basically putting on healing frequencies and like closing my eyes and like lying on my back, palms facing up, like ready to receive energy from the universe. And just like, yeah, I'm um, doing a visualization practice for anything that I want to manifest into my life, anything that I want my next day to look like next week, like whatever. And I do that every night. I'm very consistent with it. But, um, as far as other intentional meditation, I have found great benefit. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm finding a good benefit in doing it in the morning. Mm. Um, and so I do it right after I journal or sometimes right before I journal, but I seem to like to do it after. And I do a breathing practice with it as well. Um, and I have a breathing practice that I personally really like. And, you know, there's a million different ways to breathe, which sounds really crazy if you've never been introduced to breath work before, but, um, I have been introduced to many different types of breath work, meaning ways of breathing. And so I know what works for me. And it's really cool because if you look up breathwork meditations on YouTube, you might be able to find some new practices that might help you with like anxiety or with calming or with whatever it is that you need. There's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like incorporating that as well as the guided meditations. Like those have been really powerful. And I know on the last episode, Erica, you talked about a lot about guided meditation Mm -hmm. and I've definitely done so many of them in my, like, you know, in the past few years. But I've really done one every single day and it really has made a big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love sharing them. I love sharing them on social media. I love sharing them with my clients. I've been sharing them with Erica too. And just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know that Erica and I have really positive mindset and we power through things and like we still allow ourselves to feel things, but we come back to gratitude. We come back to love, but this is like tenfold. Like I feel like my heart is just like bursting at the seams and I am just like, full of love and so much more energy too. So actually there's a study that was done a few years ago saying that 10 minutes of meditation is equivalent to 44 minutes of sleep to your brain. And while it doesn't obviously replace sleep, it definitely like gives you that restorative energy yeah. to your brain and to your body. And I have noticed such a difference in my energy levels, like 
on top of the fact that with this meditation practice, I've been even more diligent about other parts of my routine, right? So I talk a lot about like intention behind mm-hmm. your routines and I've been putting a lot more intention behind my movement practice. I've been putting a lot more intention behind like when I'm putting food together or like even when I'm just making a smoothie, like mm-hmm. it feels so good. And I feel like this is kind of like the cherry on top, but it all at the same time, like pulls it all together of that mm-hmm. intention behind everything that we're doing. And I'm just so happy that we're doing this challenge, even if no one else is participating. Like, yeah, you know, I that's so like, true. Great, and I needed this. Like, I didn't know how much I needed this when you brought this up that we should do this. Yeah. Um, but also, I really want to encourage anyone on social media or anyone listening here, like, make sure you're sharing and like sharing with us. Like I said, if nothing else, just messaging us because we want to know, like, if you're doing this with us. Because right now, we do have a handful of people that are sharing, but. I want to see like this ripple effect in the community and like inspiring other people. And I promise you, I had a call, um, a consult call with someone yesterday and she was like, Rachel, I need you to know something. She was like, please don't ever stop sharing. She's like, I have been following you for over a year and I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I've been following you for over a year now. And I listen to every single story. She's like, most people like tap through stories, you know, on Instagram. She was like, I listen to every single one. I always do. Like you have no idea how much you've changed the trajectory of my journey already, like all this stuff. And it's really a beautiful thing. And I love hearing that there are those of you out there who aren't necessarily reaching out and aren't necessarily sharing, but Mm -hmm. I encourage you to maybe take a step in that direction because you could inspire someone else. Like that's the ripple effect is if we inspire you, like post one thing, it doesn't even have to be about this meditation challenge, but like about anything that inspires you, I promise you, you're inspiring someone else out there on their journey, even if it's not like an autoimmune journey. And so that's how we raise the vibration of the entire collective of the human collective. Like we all feed off of each other of love and this gratitude and like of learning and sharing and growing. Yeah. And, and when you were saying like, you know, being consistent with the meditation has helped you in like other areas of like being more intentional with other things. I feel like, you know, I, even with my morning, like celery juice, like I said, like I started in 2016, I did it very consistently. And then on and off, I've been like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm like really on it. And then I, and I'm like, and then I fall off. And then I was like, okay, I'm being consistent with my meditation. I'll be consistent with my green juice. I'll be consistent with like moving. And it's just kind of been like, you know, affecting other areas of my life where I'm like, okay, like if I can like solidly commit to this, I can solidly commit to other things that have kind of been on the back burner for me. Um, but yeah, so it's been really like a positive experience and it, it, we're only at the beginning of the month. So we'll see uh, what the difference will be by the end of this year. Oh, year. Oh my gosh. That's that. crazy. Yeah, and also like, if you're listening to this when this episode releases or even after, and it's still December, jump in with us just because it's the middle of the month doesn't matter. Like starting anywhere is exactly where you need to start. There's literally, like we talked about on the last episode, there's literally no way to fail at it. Like as long as you're setting aside the time, 15 minutes a day for this, even if you're doing it every other day, we still want to hear about it and it's still going to benefit you. Yeah. And even if you're listening to this, you know, months later, maybe February or something, and you're listening to this, like you can start, I told Rachel the other day, like we live in a society where we're very much like, 
oh, I'm going to start next year with exercise. I'm going to start next year with eating healthy, like, or I'm going to start next week with doing it, or I'll start tomorrow. It's like, you can always start at any point of your day. Any minute. Yeah. Yeah, Any minute. Like if I feel a calling and I said this the last time, you know, I got back on my morning juices, I would just like, I thought of it in my head. I'm like, actually, that sounds really good. I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to go get celery juice. I'm like, okay, like I can just start now. Like I don't have to be like, well, I'll wait like till next week when, you know, I'm starting with this thing or whatever that is, you know, I'm just like, oh, I could start today at any point. And you can start at any point with any meditation practices, any dietary, you know, changes that you're making, you know, there's, any movement. Yeah, literally no point in waiting whatsoever. Like, even if you're just like, I should probably start drinking more water. Take a sip of water, like yes. that's something. And that's putting you in the right direction of a habit, right? Yeah. So while no, a sip of water might not completely change like your health. Yeah. It definitely is going to start to build that habit. And that is what will start to change your health. Small yeah. habit changes lead to bigger lifestyle changes. Yep. Awesome. Well, now we will go ahead and let you listen to the episode that we recorded last week for you. Um, enjoy. Welcome back to Autoimmune and You. We hope that you enjoyed our little bonus holiday guide episode. We were really excited to record that. And we were going to release it for this week, but we were like, you know what? Let's get it out there early. And we wanted to do that meditation challenge with you guys. So we wanted it to be out December 1st, which actually worked out perfectly. So welcome back. We're super happy to give you a little bit of updates right now. Um, I wanted to give an update on my medication journey. And then uh, Erica had a little bit of news to share as well. And we also wanted to talk about our retreat coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, I don't really have a whole lot to report, to be honest, as far as the medication. But um, Erica, after you and I talked yesterday about like, if I was noticing many changes with mm-hmm. medication, um, I noticed that I am noticing a little bit more changes than I thought. So um, first of all, what I have noticed, um, I've been on for a month now. So I Mm -hmm. have taken it since November 1st, um, taken hydroxychloroquine. If you are just now tuning in, um, I took it for the first three and a half years after I was diagnosed and then I weaned off and I was off it for just over a year. And I kind of made the decision to come back on because I wanted to be able to continue doing the things that are bringing me joy right now in my life. And I figure like Earlier, it was really, really important to be completely off of medications and have no chemicals in my body whatsoever. Yeah. And at this exact moment in my life, like I want to be able to continue doing the things that I'm doing. And I, if there's any chance of me being able to do those things, and obviously I'm still holding every other part of my holistic routine, but if there's yeah. any chance of me being able to hold on to the kind of like intensity of my life right now and maybe not have pain, like I am mm-hmm. so about that right now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just made that intuitive decision to start medications again, which has been a really big decision for me and something that I didn't honestly think that I would ever make the decision to do again. Um, So yeah, anyway, it's been a month since I started and the biggest change that I noticed pretty early on within a week of taking it was that I noticed a lot of chronic fatigue coming back. Mm. And that was really scary for me because like I shared in past episodes, especially the sleep, the two sleep episodes, um, I and definitely go back and listen to those. I'm not going to get into it on this one, but 
I shared some really, really hard things that I dealt with, with that chronic fatigue, like very scary life altering. And I was really scared that things like that would happen again. But number one, I don't have a car, so there's no chance of that happening. And um, number two, I now know how to kind of battle those things a little bit better. And I also know how to tune into my own body and my own needs a lot better than when I was first on medications. Mm-hmm. So I'm very like finding peace in that. Um, and also I've kind of, uh, altered my routine just a little bit in, you know, being more diligent about daily movement, because I know that even though on those days that we feel like we don't have the energy to get any extra movement in, it's that much more important because it does give you more energy. Mm -hmm. And so I've been even more intentional about that. Um, I have been very mindful about instead of um, jacking my body up with more caffeine, rather, you know, making sure I'm very diligent about water and like mm-hmm. eating foods that will give me more energy um, and really being more intentional about that, which before, you know, years and years ago when I was first on meds, I would just jack myself up with medication, uh, <laughs> with not medication, with uh, caffeine. <laughs> um So that was one of the biggest changes that I noticed pretty early on was a lot of that chronic fatigue starting to come back. And I was hoping that that would maybe be kind of like, as my body was adjusting to having this back in my system. And I think that part of it might've been that because this last week, I haven't really noticed that chronic fatigue as much. Mm -hmm. And part of it may be because as a total extrovert, I've been like so powered up being around such amazing friends for the past week uh, with, you know, Thanksgiving and all this stuff happening. Uh, Or it could just be that my body is kind of leveling out. So as you guys Mm -hmm. know, I'll continue to kind of report back. That is some of the kind of negative things I guess I've noticed um another thing that I don't know if it has to do with the medication or not is that my hair feels like a little bit thinner than it has recently that could also be weather change and different you know more stress Mm -hmm. and things like that that are affecting it I don't know but Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like throwing everything out there that could possibly be um but on the positive side What I have noticed is I am not waking up with quite as much morning stiffness as I was, even with the weather change. And so previously to taking this medication, I, you know, the weather would very much dictate how I was waking up and I'm not noticing that quite as much. Now I still wake up with some degree of stiffness, but it's not to the point where I have to like sit there for 10, 15 minutes before I do anything else. And so I'm definitely uh, appreciating that. And I think that it has to do with the medication. Uh, so I will definitely, you know, continue to report back about that. Uh, it's something that I'm kind of taking day by day. And, uh, as long as the benefits outweigh like the negative side effects, if there are any that I continue to notice, I'll probably continue taking it. I am giving it at least three months because I know that it takes about three months for it to fully show up in your system and like be, you know, giving you the benefits. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try for about three months and kind of see what happens and see how I'm feeling. So I'll continue to report if there's anything notable to report about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's kind of my little update. I've been taking um, and a little bit of uh, detail. I, when I was first diagnosed, I was on 400 milligrams a day. So two Plaquenil pills per day. Long story short, I go over this all the time, but my ophthalmologist was like, you're on way too high of a dose. And then I was on, um, 
rather than 400 milligrams a day. Some days I was on 400, some days I was on 200. Now I'm only taking 200 a day. So I'm only taking it once at night every day. And that seems to definitely like, I can tell, you know, small differences here and there. So it's interesting because when I was first diagnosed, you know, my, my blood level markers were really high. I had crazy inflammation throughout my body, my rest of my knees. And that was one of the only reasons that we were able to get it down. And now it's like, you know, I felt like I was dealing with some degree of inflammation pretty much every day. And, um, I think that I'm way more in tune with my body in general and just like how I'm feeling. And I'm really appreciating that even more with mm-hmm. on the medication of like, oh, I can notice these small nuanced differences. And I'm yeah. pretty sure, obviously I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that it does have to do with the medication. And I'm just so appreciative that I have now this new connection and I'm able to be so much more mindful on this medication journey. Yeah, so I will say that within the first couple weeks of me trying the Plaquenil that it already had started to take effect. I feel like my pain and inflammation was like almost non-existent by like a little over two weeks. Uh, And I think that is because, you know, our bodies are so kind of pure, so to speak. And um, I think they're just more receptive to the medication maybe. And so like, I or, or maybe like, because we do so much for our diet and lifestyle and our mindset, our inflammation is not like out of control high, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure when you first started taking it, it probably took a little bit, maybe even the three months for it to take a full effect for you, mm-hmm. but probably because you don't have that in your system, maybe it's going to work a little bit faster. So I'm pretty sure like, you know, your body, like you said, all these like little subtle things. I remember when I first, um, those first couple of weeks of taking the Plaquenil when I got out of my bed in the morning, like usually I go straight into my slippers. Like I don't even like walking on my wood floors and it's not like my feet are like, ah, like, like so painful or anything. It's just like slightly uncomfortable to walk on my wood floors. And I feel like when I took the Plaquenil, I got out of bed and just like walked on my floor and I was like, wait a second, what's <laughs> happening here? Like, I didn't even think about how much that was like kind of affecting me. Yeah. Um, and so that's why, you know, I've kind of made the decision for myself as well to try another medication at the start of uh, next year. Um, and right now my next step would be to try sulfasalazine because that's in the same kind of like uh, level or whatever as uh, Plaquenil. Um, because I'm not, I don't feel at this point in my life, like I'm ready to go on something like methotrexate, not to say that like, who knows what would ever happen. Like if that needed to absolutely be like, I would have to try it obviously. Cause like, I can't like live my life with, you know, debilitating pain or inflammation. But right now the amount that I experience is like, I'm still able to live a very normal life. I still get to rock climb, not as consistently recently as I would like to, which is kind of put the idea back in my head and like, okay, Erica, like maybe you need to try like another medicine. Um, and it's just unfortunate because the Plaquenil, like I said, worked so good for my pain and inflammation, but it was just giving me so much anxiety that I couldn't handle it. So hopefully it's going to be different with the sofasalazine because it is kind of my next like last kind of hope before I would have to try something like methotrexate and that's like really scary for all of us but I know like I'm just trying to be just present right now like okay like my body is doing 
all right. It's not the best, but I'm like, you know, things are still good, like relative to what a lot of people have to experience with RA that are not doing all these diet and lifestyle mindset changes. So I feel very thankful for that. But at the same time, like I really like after six years now, like I really would love to just not even have to deal with even the minor things like the feet, you know, like just getting out of bed or like, like uh, I shared on my Instagram, um, was it last week? I think um, basically I went and got blood work and then uh, I just had a bad experience with the nurse and she just kind of was like very rude and like insensitive and like didn't show any signs of like compassion or empathy uh, when she was asking about RA and like it was just a bad experience and I just didn't like I was just like oh my gosh like this is just not something that I want to have to like deal with I get my blood work so frequently because I'm not on medicine and I like to make sure that I mean I'm not getting it like every week obviously (laughs) or every month but I do rotate between blood work between my rheumatologist and my naturopathic doctor because she's my naturopathic doctor checks up on like my thyroid levels because my rheumatologist is you know, obviously not interested in that. And quite frankly, is any doctor that I've come across. Uh, But anyway, so that's why I have her. But it's just kind of like frustrating. And I would just like to be able to get up and go to an appointment if I had it early on in the morning, like that appointment that I went to with the the nurse that was at eight o'clock. So I had to get up instead of like, you know, taking my time like I normally do and like, you know, wash my face and like take a hot shower and like, you know, have this time for myself. Getting up and going somewhere without medicine is like, it's kind of not the funnest experience because I'm like still kind of a little bit stiff. Um, And and that's not something that I want to deal with anymore. Like I'm just so like freaking... That's the thing. Here's the thing, guys, about the holistic, like when you try to do it without medicine, I think certainly like in the beginning, you have like a lot of confidence and a lot of stoke and you're like, I got this. And like you see other people and, you know, and I think that really does carry you a long way. But then there does become a certain point, uh, hopefully not in everybody, but for some people where they kind of plateau or they feel maybe they're not making as much progress as they'd like, depending on, you know, what's going on in their life. And at this point, Rachel and I both, like we said it in this in a couple episodes ago, but like it's all about quality of life. And if you could take something that could get you to pretty damn close to a normal human being to a life where you're not constantly being reminded that you have this disease and that like you can say yes to things without thinking like, how's my body going to be? Oh my gosh, am I going to be in pain? Am I going to get flared out after like just having that like little bit of comfort with the medication in your system? Like, Hey, maybe I can indulge a little bit or I, I don't even like to call it indulge, but kind of deviate from, you know, my normal typical way of eating. Say it's like, I mean, not drastically different, but you know, like for me, like maybe I want to have, I haven't had nuts in two, that sounds really funny, but I haven't had nuts in two (laughs) two years now. 
like nuts, like only cashews, like cashews, yeah. but very little in some recipes. So I'm like, I just would love to just like have a piece of toast with like nut butter on it and not yeah. freak out and go, oh my God, that's going to put me down for like two weeks, yeah. you know? And, and if you haven't listened to episode 33, please go back and listen to that. We've yes. had actually countless people reaching out to us, telling yeah. us that it's actually helped them a lot in their decision process yeah. and just feeling like they're not alone in all, this whole medication journey yeah. and balancing that with Western medicine, Eastern yeah. medicine, you know, holistic healing. So please go back and listen. We talk about that way more in depth about just mm -hmm. quality of life in yeah. general and how to navigate yeah. that. Yeah. So basically I'm going to try and probably sometime in January and, you know, whenever that feels like intuitively right for me to make that decision. And I feel like I'm in a good headspace to try that again, because I honestly got kind of a little bit traumatized from the Plaquenil just because it does build up in your system and it takes time to kind of get its way out of your system. And so I was dealing with some of the lingering effects with the, you know, the floaters and the lightheadedness and the dizziness. And so anyways, we'll see. I'm like, I think it's interesting though. I want to say like when we started this podcast, like I think, you know, both of us were pretty much in the holistic mindset. Like I wasn't on medication, you weren't on medication. And then over time, I feel like I think we have brought a balance to each other's life and made it lives and made it more comfortable mm -hmm. for us to share like you know, these deep thoughts that we probably were experiencing on our own, like yeah. our own fears of like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to go out of medicine? And what is that going to look like? And are people going to think I'm a failure? Am I a failure because I have to go on this medicine? And so yeah. having Rachel as someone that like literally truly gets it, like we get it and we support and each we other. And about all of the stuff that we talk about on the podcast behind the scenes so many times before it ever comes to your ears. Yep. Like, Yep. We are each other, like part of each other's support system, which is really such a special thing. And we're trying to be that for you. Like we're, we're having these conversations that we also have off of our podcast. Like we have them kind of, again, they're not forced, but you know, we talk about a lot of the same things because, you know, it's, you know, something happening in our life. So obviously we want to share that with you, but we are trying to be that support system for you because yeah. You know, I think Neither a lot of us of ever had that when no. we were diagnosed or going through it. Yeah. And I, I think especially when you go on this like holistic health journey and you're trying to avoid medicine, like there is so much internal dialogue that's going on that you, a lot of people don't express to the world. And I'm talking even like a lot of other health coaches that like, you know, claim to do it holistically, who knows, they could be dealing with their own pain. They could be dealing with their own fears. And, you know, a lot of them are projecting it out there that life is like perfectly peachy keen once you do it holistically. But you know, Rachel and I know the truth. Like we put a thousand percent in and look, we still have to get on something to some level of degree, you know, like that's just the reality of it. And maybe, you know, someone could listen to this and be like, well, you didn't try hard enough. You didn't try this diet. You didn't do this. And it's like, look, we don't want to live like that. We try to freaking live the, the best version of ourselves, not just through like the things that we do, but just like quality of life yeah. and we repeat that over and over and I think that's why our kind of podcast has evolved into being more like merging the gap between western and eastern mm -hmm. you know versus sure. before we were very like in the eastern mentality and I think as we're both growing and both evolving and 
you know, working with clients and listening to the people that list, uh, follow our podcast, like we're understanding, like, wait, like this is like normal. There's so like, much more to yeah, it. Yeah, there's so much more to it. Like we don't need to suffer. Like you can still do all these things and it doesn't take away. And yes, go back and listen to episode 33 for sure because we go <laughs> way more into depth uh, with all of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, yeah, like Erica said, go back and listen to that episode because we go way deeper um, and we'll kind of stop that train of thought yeah. here for now uh, because we don't want to be super redundant. But on another note, we want to give a little update about our retreat because mm-hmm. we're so excited. So we had a call um, two weeks ago for anyone that was interested in our retreat. And we are really excited to announce that we have nine spots total that were open and four are already taken. That's great. Uh, with pre-enrollment. So they got a special little discount, which is really exciting for those people. Um And we will be holding another retreat info call in early January, where we will go over more details about uh, where exactly it's being held. Anyone that was on the call already knows the secret location. It is really exciting. And that is why we already have about half the spots filled is because people were so stoked about the location. Um, We will also have an exclusive opportunity for a couple of people to stay an extra night, spend an extra day with us, which is really exciting. And we introduced our chef to everyone and told a little bit about her. And we are just so freaking excited. We're going to have all sorts of amazing workshops for you and movement opportunities. And um, one of my very dear friends has agreed to come on with us to do a special workshop with me, which we will talk about on the call. So if you want all of the juicy details about the retreat, you need to be on the next call. Erica, do you want to give the details about that? So you don't want to miss the second meetup. It's going to be January 24th, which is a Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But yeah, we need you guys to be there because spots are going to fill up. Like, I guarantee we're probably going to fill up the next, like the rest of the spots in the next meeting. Oh, for sure. Like, it's going to happen because we already literally had like practically half at this um, first meeting sign up, which was crazy. And we don't even have all the details yet. And everyone is jumping on it. Like, we literally gave them the location. And no joke, we told them already, like we did not have an Airbnb completely locked down yet, but we had like a general idea and we had photos of the one that we are in talks with. But even then people are like, first of all, it means so much to us that you guys believe in us enough to be like, yeah, we're doing this, Mm -hmm. which is so exciting. And obviously it is happening, but it's so cool that you guys believe in us and that you're so excited for this, that we had already half the spots fill up and we don't even have all of the, the all of the details yet yeah um for anyone who's in uk or europe or asia um and you're you are curious maybe about the retreat and you do want to come to the states for it um we will record the call for you guys um otherwise if you do live in the states you need to be on the call live with us Mm -hmm. uh, so that you can get all the details. We're only letting the recording for people that are outside of the States because it's going to be like two in the morning their time. And that's just not fair to expect them to be there. Yeah. Um, and shout out to my friend, Amy, who's gonna, 
Uh, from Rheumatoid Girls, I've mentioned her before, but she's absolutely amazing. And I'm so stoked. She's coming from Europe Yay! to freaking come to our retreat. Cause she's like, she's like, oh my God, you have no idea how much like I've been wanting to like come to California. And this is like such a reason for me to come to be able to come to California. So I'm so excited to meet her in person. I'm like, yeah. you're coming all the way from Europe to it's come to so this retreat. Cool. It's, it's so crazy. exciting. And literally during the call, I had two different people text me and be like, I want a spot. I'm in. And those are yep. two of the people the that took the spots. So definitely do not sleep on this. Um, make sure in order to get the link for the call in January, you need to send us a screenshot of your review of our podcast on the podcast. Um, app on the Apple podcast app or a review on audible. You can also do on Spotify. Unfortunately, you can't do a review. So if you only use Spotify for podcasts, we ask that you share your favorite episode on social media and send a screenshot to us. That is how you get a link to the call live on January 24th. And at the very least, the people that, you know, didn't sign up on that first call were like, oh my God, like, thank you so much for putting this together. It was so much fun. Like just connecting with other people that have the same or a similar condition. Um, they were like super like grateful to just even be a part of that. And just to kind of like, kind of hang out and like meet us, you know, talk to us, which, and we got to meet you yeah, guys like that. Was, it so was just like, fun. it was just fun. And we like brought some tea and we were in our comfy clothes. So yeah. even if you just want to like learn, like maybe at this point you're like, Oh, I don't know if that's doable. Like still just show at up, least just show up and yeah. like, see what it's about. You don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we um, tried to make it accessible for everyone and something, um, very unique. And we'll obviously have even more details in January. Things will be locked down a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, it's just really exciting. We are so stoked. Like every single week we're like, oh my God, this is really happening. We're doing this. So yep. make sure you are there. Do not miss out on this. If you're even thinking about it at all, make sure you email us autoimmune and you at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and send us a screenshot of your review or your share on social media. And we will send you the link for the call in January. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to our autoimmune and you podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people. No, I know. I know. I just realized. I was like, why am I? There. Okay. It's just one of those days where like my brain is not clicking. Okay.